Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. Um, we are so thankful that you are tuned in and ready to listen to another episode. It has been um, about a week and a half since we released our um, last episode and we're thankful yeah. for all of the listeners and all of you guys who continue to subscribe and listen and tune in to this podcast how are you doing doing good you know if you hear a little background noise we are recording at church and um like many of you guys out there in your churches have been doing you've been live streaming your services yeah um you know and going online and doing you know all your church programs and all those other stuff so right now currently upstairs uh they are recording uh one of our services yeah to put up uh so if you hear anything if you hear any shouting any running around any anything that's our pastor going in yes. uh preaching um upstairs so you know it's become the new normal Yep. You know, this whole um, uh, COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, use your Cardi voice, um, has definitely changed the landscape of how pretty much everything is done. Um, and we've seen how it's affected the churches. You know, we have had churches that have, you know, taken the stance to stay open and do their thing. You know, we can talk about that later. Yes. Um, you know, and then you have other churches who have taken the other route of just adapting and using the technology, which is at our fingertips uh, to continue to congregate virtually and to continue to preach and to teach. You know, we do Sunday school, we do kids service, we do youth service, we do regular service. We're doing it all uh, via Facebook. You know, we've been using Skype, we've been using Zoom, all the technology that's at our fingertips we've been using in order to, uh, you know, stay connected and to encourage one another and to continue to preach the gospel. So to answer the original question, how am I doing? I am doing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just there's a lot Adapting. happening. There's yeah. so much happening, um, and we'll we'll unpackage that as the conversation continues. But how are you? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think this whole situation um, has definitely changed the way we do life. Yeah, right. Um, from our jobs to school to everything. I mean, um, you know, as a teacher, uh, this has been you know a huge adjustment. The last two weeks, uh, not having you know uh, school or physical classes mm -hmm. all classes are now online and there's a whole distance learning you know movement that's happening and you know for some kids it's you know super easy and yeah. it's just like you know smooth for them for other kids they're really struggling um teachers it's a huge adjustment for teachers in the sense that you know there are digital natives and then digital you know um i guess you could say uh those who are uh not so tech savvy yeah. you know yeah. and um it's it's a struggle you know to find ways to keep students engaged to keep them accountable but also being sensitive yeah. to their needs to what they're going through at home um i have you know people that i know that have family members that are sick yeah um you know and it's this is definitely a weird time for everyone yeah you know so i think um having Having this, I guess you could say, since we're all in this quarantine mode and, mm -hmm. you know, self-isolation and all of that, having uh, more time yeah. to yourself, you know, mm -hmm. with those that you love, whether it's, you know, your husband, your wife, your family, parents, brother, sister, um, definitely there are things that... Um, 
need to be embraced more. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are things that I think we have opportunities now that we may not have had yes. a few months ago. Yes. Um, whether it's just to have conversations mm-hmm. or uh, to spend time with each other in different ways and, mm-hmm. you know, being creative when you can't go to certain places. You know, mm-hmm. our stores are closed. Shopping yeah. malls are closed. You know, there's so many things that are just, it really is involving um, us to really just adjust and adapt and be creative mm-hmm. to find ways to do things in ministry. Um, you know, we're not able to meet. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. it's so crazy. Like when you really sit and think about the fact that we can't come to church anymore yeah. because of this situation, like mm-hmm. for this time, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it hit me on this past Thursday as I was driving, um, we were doing a live stream for the youth service and I was going to speak. And that's when it really hit me. Like, this is life. Like this is for real, Mm -hmm. you know, coming to church to record and do all these things. There's no one in the church, you know, and it, it act, it got me emotional looking, um, you know, at the church building, you know, looking to where, you know, like from like where my family sits, you know, in different places around the church, you're just like, man, like this is sad. Yeah. You know, but like you said, it's become our new normal. Mm -hmm. And I think now more than ever in the midst of this, um, you know, we have to thrive. Yes. And I think it's a decision that we have to make that Mm -hmm. in the middle of this mess, in the middle of what we're going through, you know, we're not going to take steps backwards. We're not going to stop, you know, um, moving forward with, you know, um, goals and, and, and dreams or, you know, things that we want to do, just finding the ways to be creative about it, to keep those things alive and thriving. So when this is all over, we have something to really go back to and yeah. something that we, you know, worked on and, mm-hmm. and, and made better in this time. Yes. But I it's mean, been crazy. I am a strong believer in that, you know, all this new adapting that everyone has done and the way that all this, the, the procedures, everything has changed is going to have an everlasting ripple effect moving forward. I think that the way we do anything has completely changed um, for the good or for the bad, however you want to look at it. Um, uh, But I do, you know, I'm very appreciative of, you know, churches like ours, which have been, you know, um, so dedicated and, you know, not only getting, you know, the word of God out there, but finding creative ways to do it, you know, uh, also being conscious of the different age groups. You know, we are still doing our kids services online. You know, we're still doing our youth services. We're still having a regular services, which are all inclusive, but, you know, geared more towards the adults. Yeah. Um, You know, we're still, you know, having Sunday school. You know, we had the English class. All of us were on Skype with each other, you know, talking and learning and all the other stuff. Um, So, you know, it is I am really happy to see that, to see that, you know, people are being creative and trying how you know trying to figure out how to do it and you know some people a little bit you know they have their way of doing stuff but for those churches that are not only pushing the envelope and getting the message of god out there but also being strategic on how they do it i think it's really awesome yeah and at the same time i think that you know many churches for some time now have been kind of on the social media wave and you yeah. know keeping up with things and you know whether it's with investing in camera equipment and mm-hmm. streaming software and how to get things up and running whether it's a facebook channel or a youtube channel and all of these different things um, where now in this situation that we're facing, yeah. it's almost like you're ahead of the game because you ym. have all of these things set up already yeah. where it's, okay, we're going online, but we already mm-hmm. have 
the equipment, you know, yeah. which says something about preparing, mm-hmm. you know, although you can never really prepare for a pandemic yeah. of this magnitude there, you know, when it comes to ministry, there are ways that, you know, uh, you could be prepared mm-hmm. and ways that you could have things in place, whether it is, you know, um, having your streaming software, your camera, having yeah. your social media, you know, whether it's a YouTube channel or Facebook channel, um, you know, ready to go for when situations like this happen, church can still happen and church can still function and be effective even if you're not meeting in a physical building. And one thing I find interesting um, you know, like you were mentioning uh, about Sunday school and classes and just, you know, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of talk in general about churches, uh, you know, communicating more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every week now we're meeting on Zoom to like yeah. talk and make sure we're OK. And it's just funny because all of those things should be happening already. already. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? So yes. I see a lot of these leaders and people on this wave of, you know, making sure everybody's okay and mm-hmm. wanting to check in with people and all mm-hmm. of these things. And I'm not saying that now is not the time to do that because mm-hmm. it is, and people are going through serious situations, but at the same time, you know, just because I see you at the church, you know, in the church building on a Tuesday mm-hmm. for 30 seconds, does it mean mm-hmm. like, okay, they're good? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then it's like, oh, but I'm going to see you in two days again for another 30 mm-hmm. seconds or a minute and yeah. you're good, you know? Mm-hmm. So I see you. So it's, mm-hmm. it's all good. Where in the sense of, you know, there should be these meetings or mm-hmm. gatherings mm-hmm. happening consistently, yes. you know, to make sure that the youth are good to yeah. make sure that the kids and their parents are good mm-hmm. to make sure that this person is good. You know what I'm saying? And these check-ins, um, that need to be happening, mm-hmm. you know? So my big thing is life is changing now. And I'm, I'm speaking more, um, in this moment, um, regards to ministry, life is changing now and we're adapting, whether it's our creativity, our platforms, you know, whether it's the ministries and how they're reaching out to each other and what they're doing. Mm. But once we get back to yes. church, yes. once we get back to the building, I hope that those zoom meetings don't stop. Yes. And I hope that those Skype sessions don't stop. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that accountability of people driving by people's houses mm-hmm. to make sure that they're doing okay, <laughs> doesn't stop, yeah. you know? And it's great that it's happening now, but when this is all over, Mm -hmm. what are we going to take with us to make sure that what we're doing now in person Mm -hmm. is a hundred more time, a hundred times more effective than what we were doing before. Yeah. And I think that's why I said for the good or the bad, you know, they're going to be there. The change is permanent. Now, what you decide to do with the change is definitely on you, you know, and I, and I, you know, we've been saying this for years on this podcast about making sure you check in, you know, on your brother and sister in church and your neighbor and your family, you know, families, make sure you check in on each other. You know, these are things that we have been saying for years that we're final, not finally, because I'm not going to say people haven't been doing it, uh, but more evidently we're seeing how people are doing it. And it is important that the good things that we learn, you know, at the, at the end of this churches that weren't, you know, tech savvy or social media media proficient are going to be tech savvy and social media proficient. Make sure you bring that with you and you use it and you expand on it and you build on it uh, to have a greater reach to the masses. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, we have to, you know, take with us and bring forward and continue to build on because it, you know, this situation has forced us to be creative, to think outside the box, to, you know, do things where, you know, if it wasn't because of this, we would have not been doing it. Yeah. I mean, I know specifically for our church, we're doing everything through 
through Facebook uh, yeah. for the most part as far as our services. Um, and there were many people that in our church who are older who did mm-hmm. not have a Facebook. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting friend requests from my grandmother <laughs> on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like, So it's causing, I think yeah. it's a learning curve for everyone. Yes. But at the end of the day, if that's the only way you can get to church mm-hmm. and experience church, mm-hmm. you will do it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, I think people, you know, need to kind of get out of their comfort zone a little mm-hmm. bit. And it's not only, you know, I don't want to like make this focus on only those who are older because of mm-hmm. the technology piece. But I think it's also even just, the, you know, us and, and people in general of whatever, however, you know, old you are, just the fact that you are having church in, through a screen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So how do you engage in worship and, and get your heart to that place and connect when you're watching a screen? Yes. You know, so it's your responsibility to now get out of your comfort zone and know how to worship at home through a screen and know how to engage and concentrate you know we are watching on our devices where every Mm. three seconds we're getting notifications that come up Mm -hmm. you know are we getting out of our service to look at a notification or you know how are we you Mm. know are we being strategic with how Mm -hmm. we're using technology to live stream our services and to engage in our church services Mm -hmm. or are we just kind of like you know just putting it on just to put it on but we're not really engaging so i think it's a twofold piece where we have to watch but engage the hope is that people are engaging you know i you know i'm grateful that you know my wife and i and our kids you know have been we're a family that you know we have praise breaks so we have moments where we you know put up a video uh um from youtube of a worship session and we have it on and we have it blasting everybody singing somebody has a ukulele another one has pots and pans you know we to that that's not something that is strange to us so to be able to bring that into now it's like the new normal i mean it's the just normal for us but there are families that have not done that there are yeah. families that have not all sat in a, have, you know, it's been years since they've sat down in the living room, just the five of them to worship together. And it's kind of, and it's like this awkwardness of, are we really going to do this? Are we not yeah. going to do this? And do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Pray together out loud. Sing together out loud. You know, sit there and, you know, the pastor said something that you agree with. Yell amen. Yeah. You know, to the TV screen, whatever it is, you know, be engaged because there is a closeness um, that is happening if you take advantage of it. You know, there is, you know, because of this whole thing where people are feeling scared and having anxiety and going through all these emotions, you know, on the flip side is, is that if you do hold on to those that are around you to to your family and you continue to build back those bridges where you know you 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 maybe weren't talking with your family as you should have been or whatever or you weren't sharing how you should have been sharing you know you may come out of this with stronger bonds with those that live in your household so take advantage of the situation don't isolate yourself more you know don't get all upset because you know your parents are saying oh it's gonna be eight o'clock come on we gotta go gather for the service yeah don't say oh i'll watch it on my phone in the room by myself like no you know step out of your comfort zone and come together as a family and do this together as a family because you know the first you know it's like you can't your home has to be your safe haven your home has to be a place where you don't have to think about it twice to yell a hallelujah to say amen or to have a worship session or to pray like that should be your safe haven for you to be able to do that so if it hasn't been your safe haven convert it into your safe haven you actually have no choice but to make it your safe haven uh so do it don't be afraid to do it don't think that man my abuelita's gonna be looking at me kind of weird yo get your abuelita to start shouting with you too just do it 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, a lot of people, the question sometimes is, you know, does God uh, cause this? You know, did God cause this virus? Did God yeah. cause this to happen? And that's a question that a lot of people, you know, have. Why would God allow something like this? And, you know, the question and the reality is that we really don't know if God caused this. We really don't know if God, or you know, allowed something to happen. We don't know. We are not God. But well, we don't know thing, the details about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing that we do know is that God can use these situations and use it for our good and use it for the you know for his purpose and I think that's one thing that we have to learn to accept and be trusting of is the fact that you know what God you know we we don't know if God caused this we don't know if God brought this upon us we don't know if this is judgment we don't we, that's not our concern but how can God use what is happening right now to for his glory how could God use what is happening right now to like you said bring our family together yeah. right now families are being forced to spend time together you know yeah. what I'm saying so what does that look like for the family that's kind of divided and for the family that like you said hasn't worshipped together ever now mm -hmm. is the time God is yeah. giving you an opportunity you have no choice almost mm -hmm. to get together with your family and make things right mm -hmm. where before you know we're very busy and we're on this strict schedule and you know we just go in a day to day and we're trying to make it through and we're super busy and everyone's busy with their own lives and you know own um, you know just doing their own thing mm -hmm. whereas now all of that is being taken away where being busy is not an excuse mm -hmm. so what's your excuse then for not spending time with your family or not talking to your family what's your excuse for not mending those relationships um, no. you know and it, I feel like we're in a position now where God is giving us an opportunity to really in, you know, investigate those areas of our lives and reflect and try to do something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, the question is, you know, what am I learning during this time? Yes. What is God trying to show me about myself? You know, I think about mm -hmm. those people who are single, mm -hmm. who maybe live by themselves, yes. you know, and they're by themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, how, you know, if being that person, not me, but I'm just saying, if, if you know, that person, you know, they have the the kind of uh, valid question to ask God, like, why would you allow this? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I struggle with being lonely yes. and struggle with loneliness and being, you know, to myself. And, you know, when I get by myself, I'm depressed and I get mm. these thoughts. And so why would you force me in a situation where this. this is yeah. my life, mm -hmm. you know, where church was my escape, you know, mm -hmm. my job was my escape, you know, going to my parents' house or my brother's yes. house was an escape. And yes. now I'm by myself. And my, I was just speaking to my friend earlier today who everything you just said came out of their mouth you know you know they live by themselves they can't even visit their parents because their parents are older they have health issues and you know they, they just stopped working finally they're working from home but you know you still have that incubation period where you don't know if you do have anything or whatever you know so it is you know it is a um a scary time you know, and I think that it is important for us to acknowledge that, that there are people that are afraid, that there are people that are depressed, there are people that their anxiety is skyrocketing, you know, that they are stressed out, that they're, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what do I do? Where do I go? You know, you know, is it so serious? Is it not so serious? Because, you know, the news um, outlets have been back and forth like crazy. You know, there's going to be a, you know, depending on where you live, you know, some places have done a complete shutdown. Yeah. Uh, 
other places are rumoring to do it. You know, yep. today is yes, tomorrow it's no. You know, you have people like mass buying, panic buying, and you know because it's so uncertain where you know you don't know what's gonna happen. And for people that de- you know, if, even for me, who I'm a person that does not have uh, issues with like anxiety or anything like that, does put you on edge. Yep. Because you're trying to figure out, you know, what is the correct plan to do? Because you don't want to freak out and be one of those people where uh, you you know start stockpiling like crazy um but then you also don't want to be unprepared you know and then once you have kids in the mix that plays a whole different thing uh because now it's not not that you know if you're married your partner doesn't matter but you're even extra more precautious uh if that's the word uh because of the kids you know i have a newborn i have a three-year-old and you know you hear the stories of you know the people who you know once you get sick and you know you're very symptomatic they take you you know the hospital takes you away they put you in a room nobody can see you you know and it's it's a very scary thing um where you know they're it is valid to have those feelings. So I do want, I, I feel really, you know, strongly that it is important to say that if you are feeling that way, don't feel that you shouldn't. Right. It's okay. You know, yeah. those are feelings, those are emotions, those are thoughts that you are not the only one that is going through. Now, what you do with that is the key. It's different. I uh, was recently listening to another podcast of uh, this woman that, um, was exposed to the virus yeah. and she had to quarantine herself for two weeks and couldn't live her, uh, couldn't leave her home. And along the same lines of everything you were saying, you mm-hmm. know, she's not married, does not have kids, lives by herself. And she was kind of documenting every day her journey. You know, mm-hmm. she's a believer, she's a podcaster and author, you know, and has like a ministry and she's very active, but, uh, she struggled in this mm-hmm. process and in this time. And she was kind of documenting how one day, you know, she would wake up and she was like, Oh, it's like, this is going to be a good day. It's fine. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm good. And then, you know, by the afternoon, like she'd realize like, this is only day one of 13 mm-hmm. where I can't leave. Yeah. And then, you know, one day she'd wake up and, you know, she knew it was going to be a bad day mm-hmm. with the way she woke up and mm-hmm. she would make it her responsibility to kind of, you know, do something that would get her mind off of it. But at the same time, one thing that I liked about her experience was she would give herself time to grieve. Mm. And I think that's so crazy because, you know, we don't, you don't really hear that too much where Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, she says today, I'm going to give myself some time to grieve and actually cry this out. Yes. And I think oftentimes you're very much like, you know, fill my schedule with things so I don't have yes. time for that. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. me be busy going here, going there, doing this, doing that. So I don't have time to actually think about mm-hmm. this. And she actually separated time yes, and said, I'm it. taking this time and I'm yes. going to cry yes. and I'm going to grieve this and I'm going to mourn this. But that's the time yeah. that I'm going to do it. And I think it's very important. You know, before this whole situation happened, I was speaking to a friend of mine who was going through a lot. Like they were going through like financial issues, personal issues, home issues issues, you know, a a laundry list of things. And, you know, I remember telling them, you know, you know what? Schedule five, 10 minutes, cry it out, be angry, go through the emotions, like get it out of your system. But then after that, keep it moving, you know, because I think it is important. It is because if not, you're bottling it in, you're bottling it in, bottling it in, in, and then you just wind up exploding at the worst possible moment when if you allow yourself the opportunity to just 
cry it out or get angry or whatever it is, it'll allow you to go the rest of your day without that burden on your shoulders. So I think yeah. it's really important to be able to do that. Yeah. And for those who, you know, maybe you are that person and you're struggling right now because of everything that's happening and you're by yourself and you live by yourself and all of those things, man, try to find a way to connect yourself with, you know, other people. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of other people that are kind of in the same boat. You know, we have, you know, one thing that she would do that I would notice is that she was always FaceTiming someone like other people, other friends that she had, like she would keep herself kind of engaged with people and connected with people. Maybe that's something you need to start practicing, you know, maybe not in your comfort zone, but again, try it out. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, you know what, let's, you know, do a Bible study together. Let's watch this, you know, video together. I know Netflix was even doing this whole thing where you can like watch, you know, like there's a lot of things, a lot of resources that are out there. Mm -hmm. And as believers, I think we have kind of of, you know, even more to our disposal in, in the sense of, you know, in our disposition, in the sense that, you know, we have people that we can call and say, listen, I need you to pray for me. Mm-hmm. Can we pray together? Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, do you have any songs you can recommend? Or do you have like any sermons you can recommend? You know, like try to get connected, yeah. you know, and, you know, you may be in a church that you may feel like you're not connected. You may mm-hmm. be in a church where you may feel like, oh, but there's nobody there. Whatever, man, find somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If it's not in your church in another church, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we have the whole internet, you know, yes. I just, I feel like it's so easy to put excuses sometimes as to why we can't do certain things or, you know, because because it's not um, at our quick reach mm-hmm. or from what we know, mm-hmm. but it's like, yo, get out of those four walls, get out of that, I guess, way of thinking and expand your mind and your reach because the same way you're feeling those things, there are a mm-hmm. lot of other people feeling those same yeah. things, you know, and um, a lot of people who maybe have felt those things who are mm-hmm. now kind of over it or, mm-hmm. or you know, kind of uh, overcoming those things and they can help you, yeah. you know, so definitely if you're that person, don't give up there's hope but mm-hmm. definitely try to connect yourself you and, know with you know, people we, that will help we've been seeing that on such a great you know um platform where you know you have celebrities that are connecting you have the people that are doing like concerts on instagram or facebook in their room or in their studios at their homes um uh i think it was this week uh steph curry and aisha curry yeah you know they were going around calling people um uh to connect with them and then see if they'll like sing a song or do something live or whatever um and they wind up connecting with carrie um and her husband cody um and if you don't know a couple of weeks ago, Elevation Worship released a new song called The Blessing. The Blessing. Um, we spoke th- about it. We, we did it speak out. about it. You know, there's a video out that was on YouTube, but now it's also available on iTunes and all other platforms Five along with the song. Five million plus views. Yep. Number one on all, you know. Genres on, on, on iTunes. On all genres and iTunes. Let you me know. tell you, that point right there, like that's something, again, it won't really get the recognition, unfortunately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But three major artists released that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Secular video, artists. Secular, like Selena Gomez, yeah. Dua Lipa. Like these are people, like people, you know them when you mm-hmm. mention their names. You know what I'm saying? And for this song to mm-hmm. be number one when it released a week ago. Yes. Now, it didn't release this weekend. It released mm-hmm. last weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's still number one. Mm-hmm. That says something. But you know what? I think it's, it's you know, a lot of people can be like, oh, it's because of the desperation of the people. And they're like looking for something mm-hmm. to hold on to. I call, you know, 
that's not true. <laughs> I was gonna say something else. You know, because I think, and it's crazy because when you when you hear the video and even on the track, you know, Carrie goes into a little bit of the history of how they got to the song and how it was an inspiration that came up, you know, from nowhere. the Holy Spirit out of nowhere. <laughs> right. Um, and I think it was perfectly timed for this moment, for this period, you know, where you know you have all these people that are connecting to this song secular people christian people people that don't have a uh, uh, faith here or there or anywhere uh or whatever are connecting to this song because of the message you know because of the spirit of god that you feel through it you know one of the things that we joked about which wasn't really a joke uh but was you know it was the first time i saw carrie Job running around I know. you know and i know she goes in like homegirl right, right, went in right. in her wedding, you right. know, was prostrated in her wedding dress, worshiping the Lord, you know, so I know she goes in, but to see her do something that, you know, uh, that's very familiar to, you know, people that grew up in that evangelical Pentecostal or right. whatever, you know, be like, yo, she was going in, right. you know, running around the stage, you know, doing her thing, you know, just showed the, um, the evidence of how much they felt the presence of God when they were singing. And even when you watch the video and you listen to it, it's just, it permeates whether yeah. you're in the car, whether you're in your room, wherever it is that you're listening uh, to the song to, it just shifts the atmosphere. Definitely. And I think that it's important to connect with songs like that. You know, when you're having your funky moments yeah. after you took your 10 minutes to cry it out and to be angry and to whatever, you know, throw on the blessing, like, yeah. you know, throw yeah. on something where it, you allow it to cleanse your spirit, allow it to cleanse your mind, your atmosphere, your surrounding um, and to connect to the God that we know is there for us. Yeah. You know that his blessing is not only for us, but for those around us, for our, our children, our generations, um, you know, and that he's with us. Wherever you go, in whatever situation you're in, mm -hmm. it's like those words are like amazing. I mean, they and said in perfect. front, behind, yes. on the side, all around. Yes, within you, know, you I mean it, during the day, during the <laughs> night. It's just you know they went in, and I think yeah. they covered all the bases yeah. for something that it was like you know they I'm pr they had no idea yeah. where the world was going to. They had no idea that we were at the brink of a pandemic. But I think it's because this is not a surprise to God. You know what I'm no, saying? Yes, God absolutely. is not surprised by this yes. so it's almost like you know he would give you a song yes you know you probably don't know yes. what, what you know why did this come so quick and okay we're gonna perform it like in on sunday in a few days mm -hmm. okay but but god knows you know what yes. i'm saying and i think it's one of those things where you know god is not surprised by what's happening god is not like shocked you know what i'm saying god knows what you struggle with yes. and god knows what is happening right now mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i think maybe you're one of the people who are sick mm -hmm. or maybe you know a loved one who's sick yes. you know when this is not taking away from you know the seriousness of the situation and yes. what you're going through but it's just in the middle of that mm -hmm. having that trust and confidence in god yes. having that spirit of worship in the midst of that you yeah. know for some people like we said it's the loneliness and depression and anxiety side of things the fear having trust and confidence and a spirit of worship in the midst of that mm -hmm. you know for some people it's being with you know certain people that they really don't want to be with yeah. and that's their struggle yeah. you know for whatever reason mm -hmm. well or not being around their usual circle of yeah people. well it's like you yeah. know what you're in that moment in that mm -hmm. situation what is god trying to teach you again mm -hmm. the trust the confidence and the spirit of worship in that moment yes. you know there were a lot of things that were going around you know facebook 
has really converted into like the world's biggest church. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw a quote that somebody said, they said, I don't know if Mark Zuckerberg realized that um, he was creating the world's largest church, Mm -hmm. which is true. When you log into Facebook right now, Mm -hmm. all the lives that you see are everybody's church and everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of having services, whether it's at home or in the church. Um, But there's also, you know, things that we can't ignore. The fact that there are churches and pastors Mm -hmm. that have, uh, decided to continue having services and gatherings yes. of large numbers mm-hmm. and um, kind of taking the attitude like, you know, the government's not going to shut me down. You mm-hmm. know, we're not going to stop and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, what do you, what's your, what's your take on that? I mean, I can give mine. Um, I'll my let you take, go. You know, there, there was one that there was a, a, something that happened within our circle of people that we know um, where a uh, pastor had put posted something um equating that you know how are you okay with going shopping or going to the supermarket but are afraid to congregate Mm. you know um and you know first things first what i will always say is is that social media is not the platform to be starting devices uh divisive arguments number one yes that's the, the as a church you should know better um number two it is a valid question and, you know, it's a valid question for some people. And I had this conversation with Pastor and me and you even text a little bit about it as well, where, you know, as a believer, there is this sometimes you find yourself in a crossroad of being like, no, I serve a God who is all powerful. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. And you have all these, you know, Christianisms and stuff like that or whatever. And then also using what I will call as common sense, you know? Um, So to pose the question within your circle of friends, within your people, you know, and talking and, you know, seeking advice from your pastor, I think it's okay to pose a question like that or, you know, to have that conversation with someone. To put it on a social media platform, to have hundreds of people going back and forth is not the correct thing to do. I think that having those types of questions are questions that, a lot of people have had, which is what do I do in a situation where I preach that we serve a God who is all powerful, who by his stripes, we are healed, that we are covered by his blood, but I'm washing my hands, but I have to wash my hands, you know, which is a whole nother thing. Right. right. Or, 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 you know, I can't go visit my friends mm-hmm. or, you know, I can't congregate in my house of worship, you know, and you have to come to an understanding of why it is important to follow the mandates that your city or your town or whatever is putting forth, but also know that you do serve, serve a God that can do, you know, all the crazy, you know, all right. the crazy and awesome this, stuff. And this, again, this goes to anything, whether it's like, you know, a sickness. And yes. then there's like, this is the treatment that you yes. can have, but the treatment's going to cost thousands of dollars or it's going to have these effects or whatever. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, well, I trust a God and believe in a God that can heal. Absolutely. Yes. But maybe the process he's taking you through, you need to go through that. You know, right now we serve a God that can get rid of this, that can heal people instantly Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. He's not, he he's not doing it in that way in the way that we expect or the, what Mm -hmm. we can see, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But does that mean that he's not God? Absolutely not. You know, we know, you know, we know who God is, you know, and a lot of times, you know, when it comes to those social media postings, you know, that individual who posted that is someone who's continuously having services who, um, you know, they're, still meeting and all of those things and it's i you know there are many other pastors that Mm -hmm. are doing that having their services and calling people out and calling pastors out and all of these things 
and honestly, it's coming down to trying to make themselves look like they're doing over spiritualized. Yes, and like, instead, I'm, I'm really connected to God. And You're instead, not. yeah, and instead you look crazy. Yeah, and I mean that particular post, there mm-hmm. was more division and there was more, yes. you know, people upset. And yes. I know certain people in those comments don't yes. even go to church. And where yes. you know what I'm saying, like, yes. it just caused more harm than yes. good. Absolutely. And you know, it's like, man, before posting something, ask yourself like four times, like, what am, I, why am I posting this? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point? Because yes. at the end of the day, you're not trying to educate yes. no one. You're not trying to bring a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're doing this to prove a point and, and to kind of justify your reasoning. And you sound crazy. And my thing is, is that what are you... My, Our church, like we mentioned earlier in the episode... Um, we're live streaming our services, but our food pantry is still open. Yeah. You know, there are services that as a church, you can still do and maintain your church open for your community to help your community when they are in need. A big thing is the tithes and offerings. You know, yes. churches are worried because if yes, they close, yes, yes. they're not getting that. Well, there are ways, yeah. again, online giving. Yes. You know, Cash there's abs, even drop-off out. times yes. that I know pastors are doing. I'm going to yes. be in the building from this time to this time with the treasury. Yes. Drop off your tithes, your offerings, whatever yeah. you want to give. Like, you know, these are concerns mm-hmm. which are legit concerns yes. that pastors should have yeah but my my point is is that there are ways to maintain your church open and be it beneficial to your community that isn't you know oh we're we have our services open and we're running around but can the- i tell you i don't think the reason why that's happening is because they're thinking that you know we need to keep our church open and have church like this to be beneficial to our community i don't even think that's in their thought. i know that's what i'm, you know what I'm that's saying? the point that i'm trying to make gotcha, gotcha. the point that i'm trying to make is is that there are ways to maintain your church open to serve your community to be of help to the people right. that actually that need doesn't it. involve that, actually yes. your church congregating yes. the building yes so if so then you know it's like when that situation happened i felt like private messaging uh that individual and being like aside from your services what else are you keeping your church open for like are you doing anything do you have a food pantry do you have any type of other community services in order to help you know that's those that are in need because i feel and i could be wrong that the answer would be no we're just doing services so it's like, really, you're making this whole big yeah, ruckus for yeah. a service, but you're not yeah. being what churches are supposed to be, which is a staple in your community, a place where people can go to when they are in need. You know, you're not doing that. Yeah. And then for the pastors that are calling out other pastors and telling them to go to your church so you can pray for them so they could fall out, like <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself for saying that. You know what I'm saying? Laugh, you should be ashamed of yourself. But, but that's yeah. what it is. It's like you don't even realize how you sound right yes. now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's one thing for you to be led by God and by the yes. spirit of God to say something that comes across authoritative, yes. that comes across strong, yes. that comes across with power and mm-hmm. authority. But there's another thing for you to have a personal opinion on something, yes. not agree with something, mm-hmm. not want, in this case, for the government to mm-hmm. tell you something and you have to obey and abide by those rules. Because yeah. that's kind of what the problem is. Yes. No one is going to tell me what to do yeah. with my church or what to mm-hmm. do with my gathering or my people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have a bigger issue to deal mm-hmm. with than the COVID-19 that's <laughs> happening right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you know, and I, I'm also, you know, and I say all of this, but I'm also the, the, the type of believer that is also aware and um, knows that at any moment, it could be now, it could be in a couple of weeks from now, it could be in the height of, you know, this whole pandemic where God may start lifting people up to do radical things. But it's because God is specifically calling them 
to do it. You know, specifically calling churches, open your doors. You know, we're about to do some a crazy something, you know, in your in your neighborhood, in your area, whatever. You know, I do believe that something like that can happen. But when you're doing all this, you know, social media um, chest puffing and all the other stuff, that's not coming from God. Don't say it's coming from God because I can smell it a mile away. It's not coming from God. But that the, there's a possibility that God may start lifting people up and Absolutely. start doing it could happen so you know when god starts to you know knocking on your on your heart and you know moving you and awaking you in your spirit to start praying and start preparing yourself because we're about to do something crazy then absolutely do it but until that message comes from the lord for you to you know do that you need to I was going to say sit yourself down. But no, but that's really what they need to do. Down, you need to sit down but, and reflect you know, and yes. be like, you know, where is this coming from? You know, and, you know, why am I, why do I have this energy right yes. now? Why am I coming forth in this way? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, the situation that's happening, um, you know, is definitely uh, serious on, yes. you know, that, like I said, there are people that I know uh, that are, um, you know, affected by this personally, mm-hmm. you know, family, not personal family members, but, you know, uh, people that I know whose family members are affected mm-hmm. by this. Um, believers, non-believers, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard of, you know, pastors that have passed on Long yes. Island. Um, recently, yeah. a pastor in Hempstead just passed. I had went to his church about a year ago and, you know, he passed and you're know, another pastor in Brooklyn, uh, mm-hmm. a secondary school principal in Brooklyn. Like this yes. is not, yeah, you know, really this is crazy. not something that's, you know, to be taken lightly. Yes. And obviously it's a, you know, heavy topic, um, you know, and, you know, we're, but, we wanted to address it, yes. you know, because it definitely needs to be addressed. But at the same time, man, we as the church, we need to take it seriously, yes. which is why you know, I was going to say, you know, disclaimer. That's the reason why we're going so in and we're being so passionate about it, because, you know, as a church, we need to, you know, shine the light of Christ brighter than ever. You know, this divisive, you know, I'm more spiritual than you because I'm open or I'm more spiritual than you because I'm this or whatever is unnecessary mumbo jumbo that people have to try to filter through to get to the message to get to yeah. the, the the truth which is christ so that's why it's important that if you know if you're not doing anything that is of benefit to the churches uh not to the churches but to the message of christ and to reaching to the souls that are in need stay off of you know facebook stay off of social media stay you know it's congested enough as it is we don't need people just ran you know rambling and doing all this unnecessary craziness that is hurting more than it's helping and not everything that you think and not everything that you process in your mind needs to be posted. Yes. You know what? If you're one of those people that you think, you know what? I'm still going to have my church doors open. I'm still, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know you what? Do you, you do you. You do you. But, but leave it at that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Don't attack those that are yes. choosing to make a different, you know, decision or choosing to, you know, abide by certain laws for safety precautions. Yes. You know, thinking about the elderly in the mm-hmm. churches, thinking about the way the greetings in the churches. Mm-hmm. Thinking about the young people or those with, you know, lower autoimmune diseases in the church. You know, there's a lot that comes, you know, with this. And um, definitely it's something that, you know, we we can't deny that we're living in a trying time. We can't deny that we're living in a time that's been unprecedented, a time that we probably never would have thought, right, would have happened in our lifetime. But 
this is the reality right now. And I guess, you know, the, the question to reflect is, you know, when this is all over, how am I coming out? Mm-hmm. How am I coming out of this? You know, what type of person will I be when this is over? Yeah. Who will I be? You know what I'm saying? What type of believer will I be? Will I have taken steps backwards by the mm-hmm. time I get out of this? You know, would I be even weaker than I was before? Or will I come out of this stronger, better, wiser, mm-hmm. more motivated? You know, I'm sure that all of us, when we go back to our churches, we're not going to take that for granted. Yeah. You know, when we go back and see certain people, we're not going to just like walk mm-hmm. by them like whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that... You know, how are we going to keep our friendships, you know, in a time Mm -hmm. like this? That's like another challenge. You Mm -hmm. know, how, you know, finding the creative ways to stay Mm -hmm. connected to people that are in your life. Yep. Yeah. You know, and it's it's it is daunting, but we can all do it. Yes, it is possible. And where, you know, our strength uh, fails or creativity, creativity fails. You know, that's where the inspiration of the Holy Spirit comes in. That's where God's strength comes in, you know, and holding on to him and his promises and, you know, all all the things that we strongly believe in. You know, when it comes to us in service to Christ, you know, this is your opportunity to actually put that into action. Yeah. You know, there, especially, you know, living in the United States, you know, we're, we're not a third world country. You know, we're, you know, it's we get we get um, away with a lot. There's a lot of, you know, struggles that we don't have to deal with that other people have to deal with. You know, there's countries where being a Christian is illegal so you know they can't even live stream their services they can't even congregate already you know and then you know that was something that a lot of us took for granted the ability to all walk into a church and be you know worshiping together and all this stuff you know and now you know it's not it's not the smart thing to do at the moment you know so now you find yourself having to figure out um how to how to stay connected uh but you can do it just trust in the lord you know stay present don't you know go into the rabbit hole the black hole of your mind yeah. you know if you're being the de- if you're feeling a little depressed or you're feeling anxious or whatever you know uh catch yourself you know be yep. able to shake it off be able to you know um have your mind go in a different direction if you feel like it's going into the direction it should not be going to um and just stay strong and firm this is only temporary you know, and maybe a couple of days and maybe a couple of weeks, you know, some people think that it may be even, you know, a few months as well. But at the end of it, and it's like how you were saying before, you know, the objective is to come out so much more stronger. Yeah. It's to come out with such a strong, more stronger relationship with God, so with stronger relationship with our family members, with our friends, you know, with our church members. And, you know, so that when we come back to that first service, which there's a lot of memes uh, that are going around about, you know, on the first Sunday, everybody gets to go back, you know, yeah. we're going to be going buck. Um, you know, that it not only be the first Sunday, that it'll be for all Sundays and all services moving forward, that you continue to have that same enthusiasm, that's yep. that same joy, that same, you know, uh, happiness of being like, you know, I am here and I can worship freely and I can jump around and I can see my friends and I can hug them and I can pray with them and all this other stuff. Um, you know, so there are there are a lot of good things to look forward to. Yep. And like numbers six, 24 to 26 says, I mean, this is straight from the blessing. It says the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And like Psalm 121 says, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. 
So we want to thank you guys for tuning in uh, to this latest episode. We'll continue to try to um, uh, provide these episodes for you. Um, you know, we are trying to meet or trying to figure out how we do it as we move forward and things yeah. change um, on a daily basis. But as long as we have the ability to, we will continue to uh, try to, you know, get a little bit of um, um, content content out, out there to yeah. you. So as always, you know, the uh, social media platforms and stuff, yes. you can reach out to us. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast. You can send us an email at godlifeculture at gmail.com. Subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with someone. If you're watching the pod or listening to the podcast, definitely, uh, you know, take a screenshot of it. Tag us. Let us know that you're watching and um, definitely stay connected. Stay safe. And um, we can get through this. Yes. So thank you once again for tuning in to the God Life Culture podcast. That's God, God Life, Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.